Hi everyone, welcome back to Miss Big's point of view. Um, I probably sound a little bit tired because it is about 3 a.m. on the East Coast. I start these things rather late, not on purpose, it's just because um, by the time I try to get it together, something that I want to watch is probably on and then it's time to record and I'm really tired. Um, so last night I was watching The Good Doctor and I was like, oh, I'm going to record it right now because everything's all set. But then I got tired, decided to go to sleep. And so here we are. I'm sorry I sound a little tired. I will try to work out a schedule so that way it's not so bad. Um, so for tonight's show, tonight, well, I guess you'll listen to it this morning. I've broken it down into three parts, um, and I think this will be the format going forward. So I just want to recap what's happened since the last um, recording, and that really won't be about everything, just some things that I want to talk about, of course. And then we'll do a spotlight, um, whether it's something going on in Boston or a website or something cool um, that I think you guys should know about I want to share with you. And then I'll wrap up with the generic all things that um, I want to discuss. So I hope you guys like that format. This is what I'm thinking of um, going forward and we'll see how it works out. So what's happened since I last recorded? Of course, I cannot let the government shutdown go unmentioned. Honestly, the concept of a shutdown to me is absolutely ridiculous. There really needs to be some sort of fund set up so that people can still get paid and institutions can still stay open while the government decides to fix itself because that's just unfortunate that people are impacted because people are just selfish and amongst other things, I was going to say some bad things, but I won't do that. Anyway, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to listen to the message that the White House left on their voicemail. Absolutely ridiculous, this blame game. And if you didn't get a chance, I have it here for you, courtesy of CNN. I did not get a chance to record it myself. I would have, but things happen. Like, what type of mess is that? That has to be the most unprofessional thing ever. And I'm going to call it the most because it's coming from the White House. Like, there is a level of just unacceptable things. And they are, that's just at the top. Like, who does that? Who thought this was a good idea? Who okayed it? I mean, I know I really shouldn't be surprised because of who is in the White House right now. But come on. At some point, you have to just do the right thing, do the smart thing, act like you're the president, even if all of us are not acknowledging you as president. And don't let people do dumb things. Don't come up with these great ideas that, yes, we're just going to blame the Democrats for everything because last I checked... Y'all were the majority. So, doesn't really work. 
even if there were some tactics to employ, it's just not the right thing to do. Like, you don't leave a message like that. Not only that, I really wish some reporter would just call him out for the words he said the last time there was a government shutdown. It's the president's fault, right? You should be fired, right? But of course, no one's going to make him answer for that. They're just going to keep on rolling like nothing's wrong. And it still infuriates me and amazes me at the same time that people really support this guy. Like he is doing a good job. But he isn't. Like what is it going to take for people to wake up and realize you are actually screwing yourselves. Whoever you think you're going to come out on top of. You're not. At the end of the day, you're screwing yourselves, leaving this guy in there. And I know people say Pence will be worse, but I don't know. Is it worse to have someone who's in there with really conservative views versus an idiot who puts us practically on the brink of a nuclear war, who makes you really question his mental faculties? And who he has supporting him and telling him what to do. At least there might be some sort of counterbalance because there's a level of intelligence that can comprehend grave decision making. um, And other important factors that affect the people of this country. I don't know. The more time goes by, I just feel like he really needs to get out of there. And I know that's a scary thought for some, but I don't know. The future does not look great for the United States of America with this guy in the office. Another thing that's taken place was the Women's March. Um, I did not go, and I didn't go the year before either. It's one of those things that hasn't completely won me over. Um, I appreciate what they're marching for, um, absolutely. But I can't help but feel like there's still erasure of black women and other women of color and the issues that they face. I know it was started by women of color, but the spin um, by the media, maybe it's not even so much spin. Like, I don't, I don't know how to really wrap it up, but the visuals that you see from it and um, ways that it has been portrayed in the media has a very white face to it. And while we're women and we face a lot of the same issues, um, there are some things that are quite different and some voices that just need to be heard to highlight that it isn't just white women. Um, and I don't know how it's happening. Like I said, maybe it's just the visuals. And yes, I've seen the great signs that call out accountability for white women. I've seen the great signs that, you know, really push for um, black and other women of color for their voices to be heard. So I've seen it. I have. But I will point out the fact that most of these things are seen from black media. They're not really seen from mainstream media. At least I haven't seen them and people aren't forced to answer to them. Um, there were some great speeches out there, so I hope you guys got to hear them, including from women of color. Um, Viola Davis' speech was everything. It was great. So I'm not trying to acknowledge 
I'm not trying to not acknowledge certain things aren't happening, but I just still feel like some kind of way voices are being drowned out. So I'm not completely sold um, on it. Maybe sold's a bad word, but it just hasn't really pulled me all the way in. Um, if you have attended before or have any thoughts on it, please let me know. Please share. Um, people want to hear. Everyone can't go for different reasons or they may have their own um, issues with it and you can enlighten us. So definitely share your thoughts. Um, why you why you like going, what you wish could be done differently or whatever. Um, definitely share your sentiments with us. I'm going to wrap up this segment with Sterling K. Brown. Um, I am just excited for him. I'm going to be honest. I have not watched This Is Us, but everyone who watches it loves his character. And the fact that he won a Golden Globe Best Actor in Television Series Drama Award and then turned around and won the Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor is amazing these back-to-back wins are everything i am happy for him um i hope to see more of him i hope he gets more of the accolades he deserves i just think this was a good moment for him the show his family um for us as black audience members um it's just it's amazing it's good to see when people are recognized for their great work ethic for their talents, for their skills, for all that they do, especially when they've been putting in um, the work. So I just want to leave that out there. And if you have not seen the um, the moment when he was announced as the winner, Niecy Nash has put it up on her Instagram. It's Niecy Nash one, and it is just everything. The support between black actors for each other is just great. It's great to see. Like, I don't know if people really get the whole, I'm rooting for everybody black. I think it might scare some people. They're so confused. But that genuine love and support and wanting to see each other win is just so great. Especially when sometimes that's not always seen or it's not portrayed at all or whatever. Um, But... It is just so great. It gives you all the warm, good feelings on the inside. So go check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, And I hope you enjoyed this segment. I'm going to take a slight break and come back with the spotlight. Welcome back for the spotlight. Over the weekend, I went to the Black Spaces Matter exhibit at the Boston Architectural College. Um... It closes on January 29th, so if you have a chance to go see it, go see it. It's a short exhibit. It's free. Um, It's well worth it. I think you'll get a lot out of it, even though it's um, really small. They have a lot of pictures of abolitionists and just historical artifacts from that time, their homes. There are also miniature videos of the things that's been going on in the neighborhood recently so the revitalization efforts such as a public garden and the park and also just making their these homes um historic landmarks and the meeting areas that people would go to um so you learn a lot it does a great job of mixing history with the present day 
and it just has a really um it's almost like an overwhelming sense to see the fighting of oppression and providing these safe spaces for black people as it transcends time but it's not overwhelming in a fearful sense it just kind of puts you in a mood of reverence of what's happened and the fact that we have a long way to go um there's a lot to learn there I did not know that the network um, of abolitionists in New Bedford was so strong that that was the only place where pre- where previously enslaved people were not reclaimed as slaves. Um, and that's not to say that there was no issues between black people and white people, but the idea that community and doing the right thing was so important that it was an untouchable place in a sense. And I just think there's a lot that we can learn from going to this exhibit. So please go check it out if you can. It's free and it closes on January 29th. The other thing I wanna highlight um, is my friends, Shay and Ty, um, have started their own podcast on Anchor Radio. You might know them from We Are Globe Trekkers on Instagram. I believe they also have an Instagram for Ty's photography and for their dancing practice. Um, but they are a great couple. They have been together for 15 years, married for eight. Um, they're from Brooklyn and they're currently living in Vancouver, Canada. They love to travel and to dance. Um, they do instruction, which is why I mentioned their Instagram page but they have now started their own thing and I really think you guys should check it out they're going to be offering relationship advice and talks about their travel experiences um I think you'll really enjoy what they have to say there have been two podcasts so far I have had the pleasure of listening to the first one the next one is up for me but um just really go check them out um and let me know if you have any thing that you want me to add to the spotlight section whether it's about you or about one of your friends like I said we're all out here doing amazing things and I want people to um, hear about them and enjoy them for themselves so again their podcast is we are globe trekkers I think their Instagram is we are globe trekkers as well um if not I will correct it the next time I do a podcast but go check them out um Everybody's doing amazing things. Let me know if you have something that you want me to highlight in the spotlight section. It's all things I want to discuss time. Um, I'm going to take two seconds to rant about the commuter rail. So I pay all of this money for a pass, but the train doors don't work properly. Hmm, not pleased. I don't know what it's going to take to turn around the MBTA commuter rail system here in Massachusetts, but I really hope someone comes up with a solution fast. Right now, it's like throwing money at the wind, or at least that's the way it feels. There are new trains, but yet there are still issues. But yet my price still keeps going up. And if you guys knew how much I paid for a pass, 
I'm not the only one. There are people doing the same thing. I know, I get it. But it's just really annoying. And it's too cold. And I just... Every day is something new. And I signed up for those MBTA alerts. And I swear I feel like it is every three minutes. There is messages about delays on the red line, the silver line. I will say as much as people give crap about the commuter rail, there aren't really as many delays. Which is probably due to the fact that the trains run about every hour or so. Um, So there's less time, I guess. Um, for or less trains, I guess, for there to be so as many announcements. But at the end of the day, it just still feels ridiculous. It's so bad that I have the text alerts on mute on my phone. That's ridiculous. Something really needs to be done, and I think the excuse that we have the oldest commercial train system, I guess not commercial, I think it's passengers, the proper word, the oldest passenger train system um, in the U.S., it's time to let that excuse go. That just doesn't really work anymore, especially because you're taking my money. So do better. Also, okay, Buffalo Chicken Cheez-Its. So I should say this is unrelated, clearly. Um, but Buffalo Chicken Cheez-Its. Is it just me, or is it weird to have food mimic the taste of other food? I've never tasted them, and... Fortunately, I can't taste them for the next 30 days. I am doing some ridiculous food thing. Uh, It's not really a diet. It's just more taking care of myself and being conscious of what I put in my body. So I won't be tasting them. But the idea that Cheez-Its should taste like meat just sounds crazy to me. And I read the package again because I thought like maybe it's just buffalo sauce flavor but nope it says buffalo chicken and it's the same thing with these Lay's potato chips I think the contest idea is cool but like chicken and waffle potato chips like really I don't know it just does not seem appealing to me and honestly most of the time I don't try these things so if you guys are out here trying this weird food Let me know. Let me know the craziest flavor you've tried and whether or not you like it, whether or not you think it tastes um, like the food it's claiming to taste like. The other crazy thing, I probably should be really embarrassed to admit this, but I'm not. I did not know there was Pedialyte for adults. If you're like me and didn't know this, it's called Pedialyte Advanced Care. And I kind of feel like... It has to be a new product and people are just drinking Pedialyte for kids to cure their hangovers because I have not seen any advertisements for this until recently. I seriously thought people were drinking Pedialyte for kids. I mean, you need your electrolytes. Get them however you can. I drink Gatorade in times of dire need. Um, that's not a plug for Gatorade. I probably shouldn't even said that because they're not going to pay me. But at any rate, that's what I drink, not Pedialyte. And I just was floored. I was like, really? Um, So yes, that's my embarrassing comment. Uh, If you knew about that, I bet y'all didn't know. Y'all are going to front like you knew and I'm just a crazy person, but I'm not. And I'm going to wrap up tonight with my Shondaland recap. I said I would. um, So I hope you guys enjoy. (laughs) 
if you are not caught up with anything from Thursday night, I would encourage you to stop listening because it is nothing but spoiler alerts and all the things that have me just saying what is going on. Um, So again, if you have not watched, stop listening. I want to thank you for listening to me thus far and I hope you come back the next time. But please note that this is nothing but spoiler alerts all over the place. Um or spoilers all over the place and I just don't want you to feel upset with me and don't come back and listen so please stop listening if you have not watched I don't want you to be upset unless you just don't plan on watching then fine if you don't plan on watching it's still a good time um I don't really make it about this show so much so you won't really get lost although I don't really explain the characters um but it is kind of just in general about what they're doing so I think you'll still enjoy it regardless so anyway let's start with Grey's Anatomy can we talk about glasses throwing up in the lady's body? What? And when I say that, you know, you're like, what are you talking about? But if you remember um, the season, mid-season finale ended with the surgery, um, well, ended with the hospital being hacked and there was a surgery going on and Gray was working with one of the new residents' glasses. I do not remember his show name besides glasses right now but anyway she was working with him and so anyway it comes back and he's giving blood to the woman and he gets really um sick and dizzy from giving blood and it's so hot in there there's no ac and he throws up in her open body cavity oh the things that i think people worry about in surgery well when you get ready to go to surgery that would not even cross my mind I have only had surgery once. Um, I had surgery on my knee. And even then, I was trying to give instructions. I don't know if they listened, because I definitely told them to close me up if you see anything other than scar tissue you're supposed to be removing. And he said, sure, but probably not. But anyway, not even the point. I was just not even thinking about somebody else's body fluids being in my body. Like, that is so gross. And let's talk about Jackson and Maggie with the blood. Oh my gosh. In their mouth. And she talked about it oozing down her underwear. Okay, so these are open orifices of your body. Sweat. Things get in there. Oh, just gross. Um, I thought it was weird that they didn't kind of highlight that they needed to go get any type of test. Because I think somebody's blood in your mouth. Uh, What? I'm pretty sure you need to be tested for everything under the sun. And maybe that's just supposed to be known. But that kind of struck me as odd. Um, Moving right along. Jackson and Maggie. I am probably going to have an off-putting stance on this. But I really hope they don't drag the storyline out. I don't mind seeing them together. Technically, she's not his sister. They did not grow up together. And it's TV. They're not going to last. It would be great if they did, but they're not. And I know it's a little weird because their parents are married. But, like I said, she didn't grow up with Richard as her father. Um, He's technically not her father legally anymore. So, yeah, I'm just going to put that out there. I wouldn't mind seeing them together. Um, You know, it's TV, whatever. I can let my imagination run wild. And I'm the only one that's counting Jackson's money. He got a quarter of a billion dollars, and they're going to use $100 million to seed the competition, 
And then I think the ransom was like $100 million. Um, excuse me, sir. You kind of need to slow down with just giving your money away. And yes, I know his mother is rich and she would never let him be poor. I get all that stuff. But I'm just saying, you still need to be mindful of what you have. And don't just be out there giving your money away. Joe's husband. I'm just going to touch on last week's episode from my podcast about making better decisions. Alex wasted his good ass whooping on DeLuca. I get it. He was upset. He thought she was raping. He was raping her. Um, But this is why you need to get your anger under control. He would have heard Joe explain to him that he was making a mistake and would not have practically killed DeLuca and could bust her husband's ass now. Because that is what's needed. Sorry, I think that Gray should just let him beat the shit out of him and moved on. And then, you know, he wouldn't have used his one ass whooping on DeLuca. He could have, you know, some kind of way saved his career. I'm sure they could have worked it out. Shonda has great writers sometimes. Um, So, yeah, they could have worked it out in his favor, but he can't do it again. Now he's on watch. Now, you know, he has to be careful. (sighs) But I guess revenge is bad and you shouldn't do things out of anger and out of hate. So it all makes sense, I know. But there is a piece of me that just really, oh, would have loved to have seen that. And y'all know his wife is the one who ran her over. I would be highly surprised if it was anybody else because clearly it wasn't Alex and Joe. That just seems too, that just seems stupid. It doesn't even seem like a well thought out plan. But the wife... I could see it being her. I could see her getting, you know, having a thought of shit. This is my chance to get away and doing something. So let's see what happens next week. On to scandal. Not as much as a snooze fest as I thought it would be. Um, I think the writing for scandal has gone down. Um, The last two seasons, at least, they did a lot of rip from the headlines um, episodes. And it just seems lazy to me I know it's not a talent that I have so I probably shouldn't say lazy but um I just I don't know just didn't really do much but um for you newbies for my recaps I hate the relationship between Liv and her dad they have just pulled guns on each other too many times and the fact that she actually pulled the trigger on him just is like what what is going on here? And I'm going to be stereotypical. I'm sorry. And just say, I don't think Shonda's right in that. Like, on a percentage scale of that really happening, eh, I'm going to go with that's like a 1%. So, yeah, their relationship just really kind of irks my nerves. And the fact that she just gave him the bones after he killed, in quotation marks, her friend... What? I guess the idea is like, who else is he going to kidnap or whatever? But let's be real. Like, you have no code whatsoever. You hate your father enough to pull a gun out on him. She is supposed to be your friend. You have all these resources behind you, and yet you decide to give him the bones. It just doesn't seem 
right to me. That just doesn't really sit well. Like, I wouldn't want her as a friend. I think she's worse than any enemy that you could ever have. And this is what I'm talking about. I just really think she is in sugar honey iced tea. And you're going to have to figure out what that means if for the slow folk out there. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I can't. Her character is really starting to annoy me. Like, you would think that she grew up on the streets, eating out of dumpster, and having to outsmart everyone she met. Um, but no, she's really just selfish. And I know they're going to try to make this about the pressure of running B613, but that's crap. I'm not falling for that hype. And I doubt Quinn is dead. Um, It seemed like she was chained up downstairs or something. Or maybe I just missed that. Maybe I thought that she was because she was on the bed. But um, that just kind of surprised me. So I'd be interested to see how she's being um, maintained in the basement. I feel like her and um, Papa Pope have more in common, really, um, with what they're trying to do. Just bringing down Liv, but, or he just really wanted his bones. But anyway, I feel like they kind of have more in common. And so I just thought her setup was a little bit interesting. So I'll be, um, looking forward to seeing what happens next week. On to how to get away with murder. Is there any hope that Wes is coming back? I mean, I can't remember. Did he break his neck in that episode where he died? I didn't think so. But you also have to remember, they don't have Wes's body. So I'm going to keep a small window open for opportunity that he is going, opportunity, haha, for hope that he is going to come back. I would love to see him um, back on the show. So let's see what happens there. Um, I was thoroughly disappointed that Michaela decided to double cross um, Tegan. I mentioned that in some earlier recaps that I did on Facebook. But it's just like, how do you throw your fellow sister to the wolves? This woman has supported her, um, mentored her, taken her under her wing, and she's just willing to throw it away for bullshit. Um, and I know we could talk about, you know, avenging West death, but to be quite honest, this is Laurel's bullshit. And she really isn't putting herself out there. And let's not talk about, oh, well, she's pregnant. Uh, it's crap. Okay. She has an issue with her father and roped her friends into doing some crazy thing. And now look. And not for nothing. Now we have Diego confirming that she ain't shit. So I be I can't wait to actually see um, if they really do any type of background or story into Laurel and what type of woman she is. Because from what I've seen so far, eh, another person I wouldn't want to see as a friend. And Frank and this damn baby. Okay, the swab that they did in the um, season, mid-season finale. Okay, yes, I get it. But during this episode, you can see that baby was black. And they just gonna take his word. Oh, yes, I'm the father of that baby. Laurel is not dark-skinned. Um, so, yeah. That was just crazy to me. But I guess they had to write it in so they could go see the baby. But they knew that wasn't that boy's baby. What else? Oh, I actually hope they get back to doing cases, though. Like, I don't want them to make this whole season about, 
custody of this child and just this even West story or whatever or her father Laurel's father um it's how to get away with murder I want to see some cases is anybody else over Bonnie I should take that back I am not sure if I'm over Bonnie or not now that we have her backstory um I get why she's been doing what she's doing but she's also messing with Auntie Viola so I need to think about this some more and decide how I feel about Bonnie's character. <sighs> and I really hope that Annalise doesn't trust her. Um, she was conniving enough to go to her therapist. So it's like, don't trust anything she says. Do not believe her that they didn't have the, um, the word is escaping me. I'm going to say this, but that's not what it is. Oh, the drive. Like, don't believe the hype. Don't believe that the drive is gone before she got the bag. Annalise, you're smarter than this. So, yeah. I'm torn about Bonnie. Um, how I feel. I hope Annalise puts us all together and does whatever they need to do to get the baby back. But I just really hope they wrap this up in like two episodes. So that's all I have for now. Um, so until next time, I am going to close this out with... A quote from our beloved Sterling K. Brown. I hope you guys enjoy today's show. To all those people out there still hustling, trying to trying to make it, the fame won't sustain you, the money won't sustain you, the love, keep that love alive, it'll keep it going.